I want to, I would like today to study a few of the Kenyan Torah. There are 48, Abi, there's a list of 48 attributes that are necessary to acquire Torah. It's a Mishnah in the sixth parak of Abais, the parak that Klai Yisrael is learning this week of Abais. The sixth parak of Abais is like Braises, it's added on to Mesech the Sabbath. Abais basically has five parakim, and there's a sixth parak iron added on to Abais. In the sixth parak, there's a, there's a list of 48 attributes, 48 attributes that are necessary in order to acquire Torah. I would like to study a few of those attributes today, because we're holding, today is Yom HaMiyochas, is the second day of Sivan. We're holding a couple of days till Kabbalah Satayra, till those precious days of Kabbalah Satayra. So as we up our game, Arya, to prepare for Kabbalah Satayra, I want to study a few of the attributes. The first attribute is Talmud, the first of the 48. Talmud will translate very, very simply as to learn from the Lushan of Limud. It's to learn, and Talmud would mean to learn. And the first thing would be like a diligence you have to study. You can't keep Torah, be connected to Torah without studying to Torah. And certainly the first Kenyanat Torah is to make the effort to study Torah. A serious, all-out effort to study Torah. And to see what it says in Torah, that's Talmud means, to study Torah. That alone, that it takes such a serious effort to learn. It's not like, you know, I want to get to what I want to say and quickly, like, get to my shticky vart. Talmud, you have to learn Torah. 48 Kenyanayat Torah. It would be quite appropriate that the first Kenyanayat Torah is to learn, to dedicate significant time to reading Torah, to studying Torah, and to have diligently putting great effort into Limerat Torah is an absolute essential for, for somebody to be a Torah person, to be impacted by Torah. One has to invest, a great investment in Limerat Torah, to really sit down and study Hashem's Torah. That is, that's, that's the first Kenyan Torah that is necessary for a person to be a Ben Torah. We are the special people we are because of our relationship to Torah. The, in Avais, it speaks about the Torah, what the Torah does to a person. It's miraimim, it elevates a person. It's megadel a person. The Torah creates the godless of a person. The Pasuk in the Torah says, Ki What separates our people is we're people of the Torah, is that we were handed the Torah. That's what separates our people. We thank Hashem and the Halukas every single day that you taught us Torah. You taught your words to Yaakov. Your chukim and your mishpatim to Klal Yisrael. You didn't teach the Goyim your mishpatim. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hashem. We're Mahalal Hashem that we're this nation that Zaycheh to have Torah to learn Torah, to be connected to Torah. We're going to have a yantiv of Kabbalah Satayra that the main, the main celebration of the Chag is Simcha, the main mitzvah daraisa. The mitzvah daraisa we're going to do is Simcha. And we're going to celebrate that fact that Hashem gave us His Torah. <coughs> and that's the first tonight for Kabbalah Satayra is to study Torah. It's a very interesting choice of words to study that it says Talmud, it should have said Limud. And we've translated the word Talmud as a student, and we've translated the English words to be malleable, to be impacted by Torah. There's the tendency when people study that they put it in a box and it has to be comfortable for them. I think we all do it, I do this. When I study Torah, oh, it means, and I make it mean something that I'm comfortable with it meaning. Instead of absorbing and saying, maybe it means something uncomfortable. I want to share something in learning. I want it to bring out this point of being a Talmud, not making everything comfortable. Not making it everything that I, that I know about it. I'm more, I want to be open and be courageous that it's something I don't know about. We so badly want things to be comfortable. My picture, somebody gives a speech and speaks about Madrigas higher than us. 
People will rush to the front and say, but I do this, it's okay, right? Let it be not okay. We're so afraid to hear things and to say, let it be we're on a journey towards. We're afraid to hear new information. We're afraid to absorb something new. A big art of Talmud is to be a student who's willing to have his mind blown. We like comfortability. It has to be what I know, be what I've heard. Maybe allow yourself to enter Hashem's world. I want to tell you something that I've been, my mind, I want to share with my friends here. My mind has been exploding with something for weeks. It's a whole sugya in Shas, and my mind's exploding. I don't know what this means. I want to tell you, my friends, I don't know what this means, and I like, I don't have to understand everything. I want to learn Torah. My mind is trying to wrap it. I want to give an example of being a Talmud. If you want to just learn it, everything's like fits into what you know. You could like take all the information and it means and make it comfortable for what you already believe and know. How about learning a new thing? How about like getting your mind blown? I want to share something that likes rocked me. I don't know what this means yet, Avi. And my mind is like, it's, 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 at, it's like too deep for me. Doobie might be more able to wrap his mind around, so I'm curious. I'm struggling to wrap my mind around what I'm about to tell you. I'm struggling with it, but I want to I wanna share this with you as follows. Going back many parashas ago, we learned the parish of Tsaras. Tsaras, a person speaks Lashon Hara, and they get this disease on their body. It's a spiritual thing. We don't have it today. They were on a madrega that Hashem gave a little patch. I don't think a person said a word of Lashon Hara and got saras. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think so. I think a certain type of Baal Lashon Hara, a guy you frequently, I don't know if there was ever a period you said one word, I don't know, and all of a sudden a guy got saras. That would be like, hi, madregas. There'll be no Bechira practically. But at a certain level of speech that a person spoke inappropriately, they got whacked and they got saras. Now, besides saras on the body, there were three types of tsarases on a person's clothing and on the house they were living in. Now, this is going to be a little trippy. I have raid in the Gemara. I don't know if I'm going to tell you the raid or not. I don't want to distract. Maybe, yeah, maybe no. I didn't decide. I have the Meyer McCoymas in place. We'll see. I don't know if it will deflect or, or, or enhance. But, but as follows. The rule is, saras can come to three places. It can come on your house, your garment, or on yourself. If it comes on the house, you destroy the house. It comes on your garment, you rip the garments. Come on the body, you leave the machna. You leave the camp, you sit in solitude. Now the Pashup Shad Aaron is a warning. Whoa, you didn't behave. It first goes on your house, a little distant from you. Next it goes on your clothing, and third it goes on you. I started thinking, I saw Svas Emes, and my mind, it's scary. The words I'm going to say scare me. It scares me just because like there's worlds I don't know about. It's very uncomfortable. We're very comfortable with what we know, what we don't know, and I'm very good at blocking it. I don't know, it just means. Now, when I hear it goes on the house and your clothing, to me, it's getting closer to you. A guy sins. And he can get saras on his house, but okay, it's my house. <laughs> Safe. I'll take my house down, but it ain't me. My clothing, whoa, it's getting close to home. And then me. That's why I understood it my whole life, Avi. Comfortable. Something hit me this year. I was learning a Svasemis, and I believe something much different. Again, this is out of my league, what I'm about to say, but I feel there's something... If I'm open, if I'm really a Talmud Shlomo, and I'm willing to learn something deeper, I'd like to share something deeper, Daniel, that I don't fully understand. We're talking about Saras. We're talking now, Daniel, about the Kenyane attire of being a Talmud. Talmud means to learn, but it also means to be malleable, to be open, to be affected by what you learn. 
a lot of times we just take what we learn and we fit it neatly into what we know. There's an art of, set, of expansion, of learning new things, of becoming new, and saying, maybe I don't know that already. So I'm giving an example. Tsaras. It first can come on the house, a little closer to the person that has clothing on himself, Maishala. The Svasema says something that is my mind has trouble with this. Ezra, I view my house, if I, would it be weird if I sin and you would be punished? There's an expression in Shasavi, Zivud Chaita Betovya Mangid. Zivud name sins and Tovyud gets whacked. It's very weird. If I would sin and Avi gets punished, that would be weird. I'm best friends with Avi, but it still would be weird that I'm, I sin and he gets punished. Uh-uh. Unfair. Why should you pay for my sins? It is very weird. Picture, you have to be present. Benny, I sin, speak Lashon Hara, and my house gets wounded. Uh, I sinned. Zivud chata v'tovya mangid. Zivud sins. Tovya got whacked. My house didn't sin. What the Svasema says, so the shallow version of Dan Kalish, the comfortable to what I know is a warning. It's close to home. Anum. That's like the... That's like the that's what I, that I was very comfortable for me. Comes the Svasemis and he says your house is much more attached to you than you think. You look at, I looked at my house, was I happened to live there. Your house spiritually is much more spiritually connected to you than you think. It's much more an extension. You affect your house to the positive and negative much more than you think. Much, much more. There's a spiritual effect. A house and a person have a much deeper connection. I learned Chazal that I conveniently ignored because it was too much. Like, I don't know what that means. Look around me. You have much more of a connection to your house spiritually than just, well, I live here after all. No, no, no. You affect it and your actions, L'tayv and lira, it's possible to have a holier house. And I'll prove it to you because there's something called the base Medrash and the base Knesses. All of a sudden, it's a holier place. There's something called your house that you have a massive spiritual connection to, much deeper than you think, to the extent that when you sin, you could see a blemish on the house. You've damaged your house. I've told the guys what happens in the physical world is only because it's spiritually true. It is not a muscle. It's the physical world reflects that which is spiritually true. It's the nuttiest thing that I do with sin and there's a blemish on the house. I, since I've learned this in Parashas Mitzayah and Suodas Vasemes, a number of times I've gone home and I've looked around I was at a Sheva Brachas. It's the craziest thing. Hashem sends you what you need to hear when you need to hear. I was at a Sheva Brachas and a Yid spoke like a Torah Yid. And remember, I learned this Parashas Mitzayra this year and I'm absorbing I would love to push this away. Trust me. I'd rather like learn what I know already. Okay, it's his house. You know, it's a warning. It's close to home. No, no, no. It's not what it's saying. It's not a warning? It's, there's something, it is a warning, but there's something deeper. The fact, it is a warning for sure. But the fact that I sin and my house gets a blemish, there's something very deep. My relationship to my house is deeper than I thought. My power of impacting my house, what it is, what the, what the energy of a house is, there's something very deep that when I sin, there's a wound on the wall. I didn't know I had that Kesher to my house. L'tayv ulera. I want to say that I was at a Sheva Brachas and Hashem sends you things you need to hear. I have been 
this this tire I have not shared with my friends. I don't like sharing these things for many years because I just learned this. I, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing this because I want to tell you what Talmud is. I have to give you an example of being willing to incorporate deeper than you know. It's uncomfortable for me. I don't know what I, I don't even know. I don't even know fully. I don't fully understand this yet. Is it just the place I live? It's close to me. It's like down, if down the block. I don't think you would ever sin and down the block would get a mark on it because it's not connected to you. How could my sin, it's near me, it would be a cool warning, but it's not my house. My house is much spiritually, see my clothing like makes sense. At least it's built for me. I wear it. There's a deep, deep connection to you and your possessions. I think there are many chazal that became clearer to me when I started like being willing to say I don't understand, Avi. Do you know before you're born, it says that there's a baskol that says who your wife is. Now your wife is a very deep, spiritual, eternal connection. Do you know the baskol says where you're going to live? I always like conveniently, oh, I just said, well, where you're going to live is important. My house and me, a shidduch is eternal. What's a baskal saying where I happen to be situated? I think where we live is a much deeper connection than we think. Our impact on it, its impact on us is much spiritually more profound. I think that's like something very overwhelming that before we're born, we're told we ever going to live. Our impact on us, I was at this Sheva Brachis, and a man said, he was thanking his host. And he said, when I sit in a study, I can smell. He said, I could feel that the Balabayas learns a lot here. He said, I feel the room. I feel something. The Chazanish famously, was, their stories of the Chazanish, was able to tell that Tyre was learned in a certain place. This man claimed that he sensed, it seemed like an honest man, you could say, ah, okay, hyperbole just means, you could get, you could say he doesn't really feel it. You could challenge a yid. I want to say that here's a person who sins and his house gets a blemish. All of a sudden, the question, it's interesting, when, when there was a machlaikas in the base medrash, they said, let the kaisle base medrash prove. Ebeliezer asked the walls to prove he's telling the truth. And the walls started falling, and he said, if I'm right, the Kaisle Beis Medrash absorbs something. There's stories of big tzaddikim. Rev, Rev Aaron David, a tzaddik that I appreciate a lot, didn't want to change the floor of his house because his Rebbe, Rev Chaim, walked on that floor. Now, you might say, you're being so nostalgic. <sighs> Come on. There's, there's big inyanim of a person's bias, of what a person, of what they put into this bias. They're deep things. I can sin and my walls get a blemish. I suspect it's much more related to you. What you put in that house, what you create there, your impact on it, its impact on you, what you create. I suspect, now I admit, this is hard for me. It's so metaphysical, it's so like, okay, let, let's just get comfortable and say, you know, well, it's important, your vibe. Don't be narrow, to, be open to learn, be open to hear that things might be deeper than you know, it might be. And study, by the way, I don't say you have to accept, you want to be skeptical, be skeptical when you learn, because I'm not saying to, but I'm saying to study Hashem's Torah, you may find out things if you're willing, if you're not willing, you'll be safe. And you, but Talmud is the willingness to study, to expand, to be expanded. I could tell you now, I'm not sure what I'm sensing here. I'm sensing there's something deeper than I thought before. There's a sugi in Shas. If you say your house, is it called your house after death? It's a sugya. It's a gemara nedarim daf memvav. I learned the ran is memzayin. It's a gemara gittin chafalif. A gemara gittin hamigarish. It's our mesecht of gittin. I always talk it. Okay, an expression of people when I say I'm going to tell you the sugya. But all of a sudden, it might be deeper than I was led to, than I thought when I was younger. It might be deeper. I'm not selling you on this, and I'm just telling you that I'm open to it. Not selling you on this. The Gemara in Gittin speaks about the following thing. Fascinating Gemara in Gittin. Let's learn it. 
So let's learn, let's learn a Gemara like this. A guy divorces his wife. A guy's divorcing his wife. And he says to her, on condition, I like learning. I'm very visual. I need the case. Picture the case. A guy's married to a lady and they have kids together. He knows his wife's going to win his kids in a, in a case. The kids are gonna, she, she's going to get custody. And he can't stand his father-in-law. He's like, oh, shoot. He knows where she's moving after divorce. To his father-in-law. I don't relate to this. I love my father-in-law like crazy. I don't relate to this. I'm not, I'm just, I, I say, I'm like an angry, I'm tr- I like visualizing a Gemara. Yeah. I happen to have a beautiful, I'm thinking about my in-laws a lot right now. My mother-in-law an hour ago made a Suda Saida. She's healthy, Besiata the Shmaya. Incredible people, incredible people, big, big people in my life. So this, it's funny, I'm reading a Gemara about in-laws. <laughs> I have, to, I feel the need to, to mention my, my in-laws, my mother-in-law, incredible person. We were mispalo. The Rebbeinu Shalom Zashaymeya Tefillah. Siyata the Shmaya. Her Tefillahs we answered. The Mishpachas Tefillahs were tremendously appreciated. We don't know. We, we can't say was it the Kayach of the Tefillah or not. We're just thankful that Hashem, Hashem Taka did what we were mispalo for. Now, this guy, Amen, Amen, thank you, Rebezi Shlita. This guy, I just like, when I get to a Gemara and he makes a condition, Daniel, the way I'm wired is to ever remember a Gemara, it has to make sense to me. It can't be like weird. So I try to make a practical case out of it. So I need, this guy's like freaky. He says to a lady, on condition, you never go to your father's house. I need the case. So a guy's divorcing his wife. They have kids. He can't stand his father-in-law. And after he divorces, where is she moving? His father-in-law's house. He's like, shoot. <laughs> I don't want my kids there. So he says he has a great idea. He gives a get to his wife on condition, you're never allowed to enter your father's house. Good plan. <laughs> now she can't move. He goes to, if she walks into her father's house, the get is, she's married to him. Say, so you want to be free from me? You can never enter your father's house. Cool case. Now, I have to be honest, Hebrew. The Gemara doesn't say he has kids. The Gemara doesn't say he doesn't like his father-in-law. That's an invention of Kalish. Why did I invent that? Because I like picturing the case, Avi. Otherwise, I would never remember. I remember this Gemara. It's a Gemara Gittin Chavbez. It's a Gemara in Hamagarish, the ninth parak. It's a Gemara Nadarim Daf Memvav. The reason I remember the Gemara is because I made a case that I can relate to. If I couldn't relate to it, I don't have such a good memory, I wouldn't remember it at all. I'm very into visualization. So I added my own aspects to the case, and it makes me emotionally connect to it. You hear what I added? The Gemara just says this freak says to his wife, this is your get, you can never go to your father's household. That would go in one ear and out the other. So I made a case that they have kids. He's divorcing his wife. And you know what I did? I pictured people I know who don't like their father-in-law's. And then all of a sudden the case is like, uh-huh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> That's what you do when you learn. It's a vi- the Chazanish record. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear, yo, yo, the, 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 it's, the Chazanish advise when you learn to do this. Because if you visualize cases, so then the Gemara becomes very real to you. Becomes, it's talking about practical. So I added on that the guy has kids, doesn't like his father-in-law, and then it makes a lot of sense, Abba. He's divorcing his wife on condition you never walk back into that house. You walk back into that house, we are married. You hear the case? Ellie, you with me? Johnny, you with me? The case? 
What? The guy divorces his wife on condition. The Gemara is the condition he never go to the house. I did is I made a story out of it. A guy can't stand his father-in-law. He has kids. It's it's a logical story. I need it. I need the case to like matter to me. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's just like some freak did a freaky thing. Like where is that in our lives? So we could picture a guy. Then then the, the Gemara is like in my life now. That's what I wanted to say. In my life is not because. I love my father. My life means that I could visualize in my world. Now, <laughs> I think it's clear. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was like working way too hard to express something. Okay. But at least we have a title of the shoe. Rabbi Kalish likes his share. My holy mother-in-law, whose suicide does today, listens to the shiurim. It's, it's intimidating. She's, she's a big person, much bigger than me. There are plenty of people here, bigger listening. Tell her as we learn together. So it doesn't, that's like a, a comfort. The, the, you can learn together and we're studying Hashem's Torah. It's bigger than us all. doesn't matter. Now, says the Gemara, ain't that crisis, it's not a good get. Not a good get. Ain't that crisis, a bad get. Why is it a bad get? If he says, for 30 days you can't go to your father's house, it's a get. They cannot be bound together forever. And since forever she won't be able to go to that house, so it's not a get. Frech Taisvis and Gittin. Frech the Ran and Edarim. Frech the Rishayinimabam Kasha. Why is it not a get? When her father dies, it's no longer her father's house. So it's not forever. She said, you can't, he said to her, you can never go to Beisavicha. By the way, let's say you would say to a girl, and I need a reason for this, you can't drink wine, Cole's man, a certain guy is alive. It's a get, because as soon as that person dies, you could drink wine. So uh, here, it's only Cole's man, her father's alive. After her father's alive, it's not his house. Why does the father just sell the house to her? Yeah, and then it's not his house. So why does the Gemara say, Ain't that Christus Taisvis in Gittin Chafez Mebez Estes Kasha? The Ran Nedar Memzayin Estes Kasha. A bomb Kasha, a very tricky Ran. I never can find it because Sablado of the Gemara, it's put in the wrong place. Long story. Shleiman. I'll have to find when... I don't like your father, so don't go in, don't go to the house that he owns. Doesn't matter what you mean. You think he meant that, I want you to go to the house that is, 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 is essence saturated? I don't think, like, that's, that's what he meant. Well, we, we just add that to the word. So, what if he the, all this is a good kasha. I want to say, I want to say, Shlomo, I want to say that when I was younger, when I was younger, and I'm still, I'm not saying a noob shot in the Gemara. This question the Rishonim speak about, I learned your house, that you don't go into your father's house, is like a practical place that he dwells in. I want to say that spiritually, and I don't have a proof from the Gemara, but from the halacha that the saras on the house, a house is much more connected to a person than you and I think. Not just, well, it's the place you happen to live, it's close to home. No, it's your house. You can sin and a blemish will come on the walls. The connection to our house is much, much deeper than we think. Both the Kedusha that we invest in the house is saturated in the walls. Beis Chashel Plaini, Plaini's house. Now, by the way, after he dies, it might end that spiritual connection. That's all of a sudden might be the sugya. Is it still called your house after you die? Because I don't think it's just like what people call it. It's his house. Now, Nidharma Achar Lashem and Adam go after what people call, but people call based on spiritual realities. The Sugya will still be a Sugya, and it's a Machlaikis Rishainim. Is it called the Father's house? Is it not called the Father? There's Gishmaka Raid. There's a Ran who says something nuts. This, this is going to tickle your mind. This is a whole other thing. The Ran says, but forever she can never go into her father's house. It's true after her father dies, it's not called the father's house, but forever she can't go into her father's house. The Isser is still Chal, it just is no father's house. But there's an Isser Chal, 
that's like Dizzy and Gandhi. There's an Isser Chal, but it's not Nagea the Isser, because her father doesn't have a house. But forever she can never go into her father's house. Now I'm already dizzy. Now I'm, now Aaron's like, one second, I came here for Muslim. Schleim is going to wake up tonight. Ah! is Ran, Toysvis, great stuff, great stuff. Is it only that house, or like, what if he moves? Great stuff. Great stuff. You sell it. That's a Gemara Nadarim. Memzayin, Yemechavin. Is it called the Father's House? You sell it. These are all sugyas. The Gemara Nadarim says if you sell it, it's not called the Father's House. So there's raid like this. We learned the Gemara. I just want to say that if we're open-minded to Tyra, we may discover new things that could, like, that could open our minds a little. I don't say to force it. That's precisely what we're learning. The Gemara did not prove anything of this sugya to me, except that there's something called your house, and in my whole life, your house meant the place you happen to live is your house. I'm not so sure there's not a deeper connection to your house. And when I hear Tzaras and the Svasema says there is, you have a deeper spiritual connection, impact on your house, your house on you and your house on others. There's something called the house of a person. More than he just lives there, is, it's connected to him. Literally, his midas will affect the house. If I could share a story of Gadol, that's the closest thing to Taras. I knew this story as a kid. It did not hit me the same as it hits me today because I'm letting my mind be a little expanded. This story is true. You could ask people and trace people who were there. Does anybody know what happened when Amisha Feinstein was Nifter? The light by his seat in the base Medrash, you could check out, ask people who were there. Ramesha Feinstein was Nifter. The light, you have to find out if it's a Baba Maisa or a truth. The light by his seat went out in the base Medrash. Some light that was right near Ramesha's seat. Staten Islanders will tell you. You could ask Yosef. I did not speak to Yosef, though I did speak to Staten Islanders who verified some version of this. That Ramesha was Nifter. The light by his seat went out. Now, you could say, okay, Ashkochas Hashem. I think people's connection to the places that they inhabit are much deeper than we think. A person steigs as a kedusha to what they give to their house, has a certain kedusha and an impact to the house of. It's interesting, today people visit like the house of tzaddikim that live there. We say, okay, it's, it's a cool like historical fact. He once lived here. I'm not sure it's, it's limited to that. And when I hear that a person could sin and his house can get its saras, it tells me something that your house may be more closely related. I want to admit, I admit I don't fully understand it, Avi. It's like, it's like, what is this? What's this realm? What's this spiritual thing? But that's precisely it. If you're limited when you learn to what you already experience and know, I think you're very limited in your ability to expand. If you're willing to say maybe the things I don't know and maybe the things smarter than me, you're willing to learn more. And I don't say not to have a healthy skepticism, by the way, because I'm not talking about learning things that aren't true. And somebody could argue and say, no, just a warning. Why do you think there's more to it? I told you that Chazal with bias Pliny Pliny like it seems, it's something strange about it. Just where he's going to live, the Ashkocha. I suspect the tsaras on the house makes me suspicious. But again, right now I'm just suspicious. I saw a Svasemes that like suggested something deeper. I'm very suspicious. I'm in the stage of suspicion. But I do say that if you ever want to learn, I didn't really come to talk about your house of a person, though it's a cool thing to think about. I really want, that's something that I will continue to ponder and try to like see if, the, if, if I can wrap my mind around something deeper. What I'm saying is that I'm not trying to be deep either. I actually just want to understand. But part of the art of Talmud is the willingness to bring you, to wrap your brain around something more and deeper. Again, not forcing it, just the willingness. That's Talmud, the word malleable, that you're open-minded to learn new, to learn, no, 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 I never heard of that. So you never heard of that, so? Let's learn. Why do you think we learn? To expand, to be smarter, to know more. So that's, I wanted to share that first Kenyan Atayra called Talmud.
What are your thoughts, Daniel, on that? This, this eerie like relationship, a person and their house. That you sin and the house gets wounded is like, that freaked me. I could tell you, I'm t- we're, we're, we're holding a month later from Tazriya Mitzayra. I'm still like weirded by that. I sin and my house gets a wound. If that doesn't weird you, the, this, the connection a person, you know, the Nisham and the Guf have a fascinating connection. It's a mafli lasa, a sepella, the spiritual and physical that they connect, the Nisham and the Guf. The person and their house, I sin and my wall has a mark on it, that's eerie to me. I'm curious, Shlomo, I, I want to hear, Shlomo, I'm curious what hits you with, where that... I, I don't know, what, what is it for, it first goes to your house, then your clothing and you? Yeah. I always assume anything that's a warning, it's like, this, it goes small, it gets bigger and bigger. I'm saying, I'm, you, you don't, pat, you don't, you don't, you don't, no? No. You could, it's very dangerous. It says the guy's life's yeah. on the line, very dangerous. Because okay, like, the Gemara Nadarim says that a guy waits by a certain place and gets people to pay Shama, his life's on the line. It's very dangerous. Even, even maybe just clothing, but like, if you have to do like, if clothing comes after, I, I, like breaking down your house, I feel like that's a very Oh, the Einesh is very steep because you break the house down. It's, it's wild. Guy loses his house. The Einesh is wildly steep, but at least it's not on his body. I remember on his body is life-threatening. But I agree, clothing and house seem funny. You lose your house, <laughs> it's homeless. Like, it's closer to home, but not as steep in Einesh. I like that point. It's a very valid point. Shalom almost says, if you'd ask the sinner, he'd say, put it on my clothing and don't make me lose my house. <laughs> I like that question a lot. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very valid question. Very valid. But on the house is, is the first. What's Doobie, the what hits you with that? This, this, what, Revesi? The Gemara Dharm's mashma, because the Gemara says people, he waits by the parishes drachim and people give him brachas. It's very dangerous to have tzaras. I think the Rishonim speak. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Rishonim there speak that out. I can look that up, but I'm pretty I don't know if it's a spiritual danger of him dying. The Rishinim speak that out in the Gemara Nadarim that he waits by the parishes. Drachim, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. If he wanted to die, hey, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very dangerous. The Ran speaks out, I think, that his life's under threat. I'm, I have to look it up. I'm pretty sure the Ran speaks that out. Uh, Doobie, what hits you with this? It's Aras. Does that strike you? You do Naver, and the guy that you, guy does Naver and his house has a mark on him? <laughs> Something strikes me about that. I didn't know I was so closely connected to that. That <laughs> It tells me things spiritually. It tells me that when I learn, something gets on the house too. It tells me that my performance and my house are remarkably linked. You know, Isha, you'll see one day you're going to marry a wonderful girl, do you? And you'll see how much she cares about a house. Revolver writes that men, when the ladies like designing, I'm not so megushim. He says, stop. She's building the bias. It's very big. She'll put up new shades and this. You're like, well, look. whoa, chill. She's reflecting a spiritual truth. The house and her care for the house, ladies' connection to the house. You'll see one day, Doobie, wife's going to be expecting. There's one of the fun. You ever heard of the term nesting? It's one of the funniest things men experience. Benny, you're going to see this, you're going to start rolling. Your wife's going to be expecting, and it's right time. Amazing. Precious child, Danielle, and all of a sudden, your wife's going to start fixing your house. It's like comical. She's going to call a painter. What? It's, it's, an, it's an instinct of a mother. It's called nesting. The Goyim know about it. It's, in, it's an instinct. Because a child is coming, Binyamin. And they start, it's called nesting. And they start like fixing. You're like, this is, there's a deep connection to us. A child's coming in. Now you could say, you know, it, there is a practical side to this. A kid's coming. It's deep in the banner, baby. It's in the bones. It's, the, it's like chemical. I've spoken to men who've watched this. And it's just amazing. Things like our being prepared. There's a child, another child, this house, coming into our bias. And it's important, the bias, what the bias looks like. I was expecting one of my children, and we went to a very Christian hospital. And the baby wasn't coming, and the doctor said, I'm going to send you home. 
my wife was afraid to be sent home, and she said to me, well, what do you expect? You are not learning. The child's in a holy world. Why do they want to come? Learn. And she said, on the wall, there's a cross, and the child doesn't want to come to that. So take it down. So I was a little bit embarrassed. This wasn't really mine. I, this is on, you know, if you take the recording, maybe they'll arrest me. I didn't steal it. I just took it down, put it in a drawer, safely, comfortably, and I started learning, and the guy had to be rushed back in the baby was ready to come right out. And of course, the child's coming to this world. It matters the room, it matters the house, and an Isha's instinct that the house has to be ready, that the house matters a lot. A house, our, our relationship, it says, your house should be a house for Chachamim. There's big spiritual things you're putting in your house, a house that's, that's a certain place. Roy for the Chachamim, Roy for Ashrina. Our connection to our house is profound. And to me, it's very like striking and uncomfortable that a Yid sins and his house gets a mark. <laughs> There's something about that, I just, whoa. Striking? Doesn't bother me. What, doesn't bother you? Doesn't bother me. Feel a connection to your home. Like if, like, I'm saying, like, I'm called, like, a Waterbury boy. Like, that's, like, that's your home. It's a part of you. Someone right. says, like, oh, Waterbury sucks. Like, it hurts. Like, yeah. that's, that's a part of me. Yeah. You see it have a mark. Like, uh, first of all, everyone. You feel it. it. You live it. I yeah. like that. I like that. I li- he's, he's living what <laughs> Mo's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said my house should get him. He's like, I felt what you like, Kish. I, I was like a guy. I'm not nostalgic. The house. Okay, you know. I grew up there, okay, maybe I'm not so... It's your house, what do you mean? You put things there, things that leave, things that stay, things that become part of that structure. It matters what you gave it, what you... you could To the point that you could do a sin, and there's a mark on the house. You're very spiritually connected to this place. What were you saying, Ruben Yaina? Why are there many greats that have houses that are in less than perfect conditions? Think they would take more care of it. Wow, I, I always loved it. Chaim Brim's house. You would have loved it, Ruvin I always was like so moved. It says that Talmud Chacham has a stain on his garment. It's a I always liked certain Gedolim. I connected more who the physical appearance of their garments matched who, who they are. And it's their garment that should match. And Reb Chaim Brim's house, me, me and the, the, the people who ate there, Mzaychah to learn that we went to learn with him once a week there, his house was like perfect, beautiful, well kept. There was an apartment, his Rebetzin, Tzadik, Zeichet Tzadik Levracha, him and his Rebetzin, the house was like a majestic place. You would have appreciated Yonah. I want to get to other Kenyane Atayra. That was the first Kenyan Atayra called Talmud which certainly means to learn, but we're adding that it doesn't say limud, it says talmud, it means to be impacted, be a student of your learning. What I'm saying is you should be malleable, the willingness to change. When I say to change, I'm the willingness to learn new stuff. The willingness not to like only what I know, only what I'm comfortable, what I'm used to. There might be things that are deeper. If you're willing to like view things and let your mind expand a little, it might get expanded. If you're very safe, cautious, only what you know, you'll take a lot of what you learn and just twist it for what you know. You won't be open to say, did I just see some... I learned Svasemesis in my mind. Dobi, what do you think to this to this idea with Saras on the house? Is there something striking about it that might be there might be something more than we think that yeah. I sin and the nega there. Wow. The house gets afflicted. Maybe I learn and something happens there too. Maybe I speak Lashon Harachas Vishom and something happens there even when there's no Tsaras. Tsaras might have exposed something. Maybe that story with the light by Ramesha's seat is there's a much bigger yachas to our physical surrounding than we think. So might not, today people go back to Kastir and people are running, Rav Fisher's yeshiva was there this Shabbos because his house housed people. Okay, you know, you're so nostalgic, move on. But maybe he impacted. A guy like Yair, do you yawn from this? You're like, Mo, this is like Pasha to you. Not paying attention. But to this point, the relationship a person and their house. You're spiritual, so to you it's like, of course. 
I sin and my house gets a mark on it? I mean, Lashnara is also you're spreading, like, you're sinning a lot. It is an Avera that's of impact, but it's not. I don't know. I want to I wanna move on to a couple of other Kenyanim of Limit Torah. That was the first one, was, um, was, was Talmud. I wanted to skip a, a few of them, quite a few of them, to Simcha, to the Kenyan Torah called Simcha. It's actually very fascinating that a prerequisite, a Tanai for learning is Simcha. It's very interesting because Torah also causes Simcha. It's actually much so interesting. A necessity to learn is simcha, and then Taira causes simcha. It says, Pkudei Hashem Yisharim Misamchei Lev. The Pkudei Hashem are straight, the Misameach the heart. Taira causes simcha. It's fascinating that it's a condition to learn Taira's you need simcha, and then in turn, the Taira brings you more simcha. I'm not asking a contradiction that what comes first, because there's a degree of simcha to begin your learning initiative, then you learn and it increases the simcha. So I'm not asking a kasha, just pointing out something interesting. The simcha is, the Reb Chaim Belazhenavi wrote a sefer on Avais called Ruach Chaim. In Ruach Chaim, Reb Chaim Belazhen says a wild chedesh maishla. Martha, Reb Chaim Belazhen writes Martha, that simcha, that's a condition for Taira, he says is sameach b'chelkai, means to be happy with your lad, Elio. He says remarkably that it's sameach b'chelkai in Ruchnius. Amazing. Rav Chaim Velazhen, we think sameach b'chelkai is in Gashmius. Whatever your lad is, you'd be happy, except where your situation in Gashmius. Your parents, your house, your financial situation, sameach b'chelkai. I have what I need, and I need what I have. Reb Chaim Velazhen shockingly says that there's an Indian Sameach Bechelka in Ruchnius. That's rather shocking because we study so much the word She'ifais. What does She'ifais in English mean? Arye, what does She'ifais mean? How would you translate? Good, Johnny. Aspirations. Say the word Maishla She'ifais. Sheifos. Sheifos mean aspirations. Things we aspire, Maishla. Aspirations. Now, in Ruchnius is a world, Avila, Meme, Ruchnius is a world of aspiring. Wanting more. I want new madregas. I want new levels forever climbing. And yet a condition for Tyrus, Sameach Bechelka, to be happy with what you have. It's, a, it's like, it's a mind-boggling... This, this lives inside of us from the worst mechanichim in the world and people who, who and people and fathers don't have a sameach b'chelkai element to their ruchnius. Ruchnius is a world of endless accomplishments and there are always more you could do. And yet in the world of ruchnius exists this mechanism it's a tonight to enter this world of aspirations that forever you could do more is sameach b'chelkai, be very happy with what you accomplished. I asked a guy at the end of the year, how was your year? He says, could have been better. <coughs> he's like a son of the Yates. The Yetzirah owns him. He's, he's been captured. Why do I say that? No matter what he done before the year, it's shayach to say, everybody has more, ruchnius is eternal. It's always, you didn't tell me anything that I don't know before next year, before 10 years, now could have been better. <laughs> it means there's more to accomplish. The Yitzhahara fights for a person in ruchnius sameach b'chelkai. There's a prayer, the Mishnah and Bracha says when a person enters the base Medrash. And there's a prayer that his experience should be a positive experience. He should see things straight. It's a prayer. When a person, some of the Gemara's Avala, it's printed. This prayer, in many Gemara's, it's printed. Upon entering the base Medrash, what do you say? It should be your will. Hashem Aleikai. Hashem my God. Nothing bad should happen because of me. I shouldn't mess up in learning. The Yismachu bi chaver, my friends laugh at me. I shouldn't be mocked. 
And I shouldn't get the halacha wrong on that which is tummy. I shouldn't say tar. That which is tar, I shouldn't say tummy. My friends shouldn't mess up and I laugh at them. We should have a very good experience. That's the prayer upon entering the base Medrash. What do you say upon exiting the base Medrash? I thank you. This comes from a Mishnah. I thank you, Hashem Eloikai, Hashem my God, that you allowed my chelach to dwell in the base Medrash. I could have been sitting on the street corners. I could have been on the street corner. I'm in the base medrash. I didn't sit on the Quranis on the street corners. There's no place called the corner. If you ever know, there's no place called the corner. That's Yashve Quranis. Is there no place? It's not a place. No, it's not a thing. There's no place called the corner. But I didn't sit in the street corners. Sha'anu mashkim behe mashkimim. We, what? There's no place called the corner. It's either this side or this side. You can't, the, there's, no, there's no place sitting on the corner. That's the point. It's not a place. It's, there's no, uh, I've sit in the base medrash, not a corner dweller. Sha'anu mashkim behe mashkimim. We arise and they arise. Anu mashkim We get up to learn Torah. And they get up. I love when at the siyum and we read this. I love when the guys cheer and boo. It's great. The guy says, "Ani mashuvei tayru, hey mashuvei vartayum, boo. Anu amol, yay, hey mamel, boo. Anu amol kamol sacher, emein makam sacher. Ani rots, I rots, vehem rots, menei run. Ani rots lechaylam abam, running towards eternity. Vehem rots leber shachas, and they're rushing to the death." To the depths. So there's a prayer upon exiting the base medrash. How beautiful the tendency is, Maish, when you exit the base medrash, say, ah, could have been better. We battled after time. When you leave the base med- when you enter, you have all the aspirations in the world and you pray that it's a good experience. I should focus, my chavrusa should focus. It's a beautiful prayer. You know what you're supposed to do upon exiting? Say, thank you, I'm glad I got what I got. Samech b'chelkai. When a guy leaves the year and he says, ah, could have been better. What you, that's not the wrong prayer, sorry. When you're starting, you have to have dreams and hopes of what to say there could be. When you're ending, Aaron, what are you supposed to do? Mark what you got, celebrate what you got. The art of entering the world of aspirations of Tyrus, samech b'chelkai in ruchnius. To say, I'm happy with what I got. Wow, how nice that mission I learned. Wow, I acquired. I like when guys leave, they mark what they got. It's just doing what Chazal tell us. And Reb Chaim Balazhin says, that's the Kenyan Atayr called Simcha. His Sameach Bechelkoi in Ruchnius as well. That's one of the Kenyan Atayr, is to be Sameach Bechelkoi. To have a tremendous Simcha in the amount that he accomplished. So that's this Kenyan Atira called called Simcha, called Samech Bechelkai.